What's going on? Welcome to Burn Offerings. I'm Jared, that's Steve. I'm Steve, and that's Jared. He just so happens to be the man of the hour, and he's way too sweet to be sad. Gino Hernandez, press the beat. All right. So, uh, to give you an idea how much planning went into this episode, Jared asked me about six hours ago if I wanted to do an episode, and I said, sure. So here we are. Welcome. Yeah, that's my bad. I honestly meant to text you like Monday. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I uh, yeah, I kind of figured we might do one, and I forgot it was a holiday weekend as well. And I know that you're a big yard work guy, and I know that winter's coming. I'm really not a big yard work guy. I just have a yard that needs a lot of work. That's okay. Well, <laughs> usually Saturdays is your yard work doings, uh, or it has been in the over the summer. So I didn't know what was going on, but I'm stoked that we are doing this. We are talking about, and this was Jared's choice. It's a good one. The Dead Next Door. Yeah. This is a. This is actually really a really good movie, and it's. I'm surprised we never we haven't done it. Yeah, I actually had to think for a minute. Like, how, how have we not done this? Good low budget zombie film that kind of squeaks by a lot of people. I think. Yeah, I remember uh, you putting this on for the first time. You showed me this movie. And this was uh, the early days of us hanging out. And you're like, what are you in the mood for? You want slasher? Do you want fucking... What do you want? I'm like, zombie films. And you brought down Burial Ground, which I had never seen before. The Dead Next Door, and I believe Dr. Butcher, M.D., and we made nachos. I know this is a boring story, but before you picked me up that day, you're like, dude, you're going to come over and watch movies. We're going to smash beers. I'm going to make you nachos so good you see Jesus. And I'm like, well, fuck, sign me up. Oh, so, fuck, that was the first time I made my nachos. Yeah, yeah, that's what sold me. I'm like, well, fuck, absolutely. So you put on uh, The Dead Next Door, and we watched it. And then you got started on the nachos, and I finished it, watched it, loved it. And then you put on Burial Ground. Well, I'm consuming beers this whole time, and it just meshed into, like, which movie was which. I fucking forgot. I kept thinking that The Dead Next Door was Burial Ground. I'm like, which is the one with the fucking dude with the amazing hat? And you didn't know what day. Strongsville, where Cinema Wasteland is. Yeah. And a lot of local locals made little uh, cameo, like, you know what I mean? And there was a lot of... Uh, well, I'll get into that later. There was a lot of... Uh, I got the collector's edition VHS that was released in 95. Yeah. And it's got like an hour of footage after the movie of the local TV spots on the local news stations, the things that they did in the video stores with the locals and shit, and trying to recruit people for no money to put zombie makeup on and be in the movie. It was. It's just so fucking cool, man. You know, so... Uh, but yeah, it was... It was Directed, written, and produced by J.R. Bookwalter. Soundtrack too. And he did the sound. Yes. Okay. That is correct. He's a man of many hats. Yeah. And uh, totally bankrolled by Sam Raimi. From the funds he acquired. Evil Dead 2. Very correct. He used a chunk of the return that he got from Evil Dead 2 to help 
fund making this movie. Yeah. Fucking under, uh, he did it like in secret. He's uh, credited as what? Master Cylinder? Master Cylinder. <laughs> That's a pseudonym. Yeah. But this has fucking Raimi humor all over it. Oh, yeah. It's just tongue-in-cheek. It's got that. And what... Okay. This is going to sound fucking stupid. Where does Bruce Campbell fit in here? He uh, dubs to the characters. Dubs their voices. Okay, because on the wiki... For some reason, it says starring, and the first name is Bruce Campbell. Well, and it's the only clickable well, fucking link. Fucking what is it? The Intruder. It's like Bruce Campbell's first fucking name on the DVD. Yeah, and he's like in the last five minutes for like thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Yeah, Trick or Treat, starring Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was one of those things. But yeah, he uh, his he overdubs two characters. He does Ramy, or uh, not Ramy, um, Savini. Dr. Zavini? I think, no. Wait, is it Dr. Zavini? Fuck, I've, I've lost all the characters. All the goddamn characters are named after, like, known horror people. Yeah. There's a Romero, there's a fucking uh, Savini, there's a Carpenter. Yes, there's a, uh, there's, there's a Raimi. Yeah, there's a, there's a Jason. Maybe it is Raimi. I think, I think he dubs the character of uh, Raimi, and then he does, uh, was it Commander Carpenter or some shit like that? Yeah. He does his voice, too. Yeah. There was Dr. Molson. Uh, Doctor so J. <laughs> was it Doctor J? There was Reverend, um, uh, the Reverend, who was basically fucking Jim Jones. Yeah, yeah, like the cult leader. Like, look, dude, even has the fucking, fucking the fucking big ass shades on. Yeah, like totally. That's who that's supposed to be. Yeah, and then there was a there was a Jason in there somewhere. Dude, so this director's uh, he has another movie called Robot Ninja. I I own it. Okay, scroll through those names because it's all just more names of fa- like known horror like directors oh, yeah. and actors and shit. Yeah, it, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's like the same. It's like that must be his fucking thing, man. You know what fucked me up was uh when I googled it. Obviously, the dead next door is kind of a, a universal like you know what I mean. Robot Ninja kept popping up, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why. I'm like, I was trying to see if there's anything. I, forget- I was trying to see if there's anything I forgot that I just need to refresh myself on. But I was like, dude, the first thing I saw was Robot Ninja. I'm like, what the fuck? I bought that at Cinema Wasteland, and like, fucking Mike, dude, it's worth a grab. Was like, dude, where'd you find Robot Ninja? I was like, sitting at the top of a fucking cardboard box that was marked five bucks. Anything in it? I'm like, Robot Ninja has to be sweet. Purple slip, fucking. Samurai dude on the front. Yeah, and uh, didn't this guy, didn't uh, Book Walter also do a movie called The Final Cut? Um, I don't know if he did that. I know he did a couple sequels to Witch House. Okay. The Witch House. The Witch House. Yeah. I don't, I know, don't know if he did Final Cut. I think he did. He did Ozone. Okay. Ozone. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that Ozone. I know that. Yeah. This he is- did, uh, yeah, Zombie Cop. Shock Cinema Volume 3 and 4, Maximum Impact, Humanoids from Atlantis, hmm. Galaxy of Dinosaurs, The Sandman, Fucking Witch House 2, Witch House 3, Twice the Fun, that looks like it's Cinemax, actually just straight looks like it's a fucking porn. <laughs> Doesn't even look like a Cinemax softcore porn, it looks like a straight porn. Jesus. Oh, well, he did, he did uh, direct it under the name Lance Randis. Right on. <laughs> yeah, this guy, you know, 
And this movie was in production for like four years. Roughly. Yeah. Three or four years they were working on it, but the end product is pretty fucking good. And the gore is really good for the budget. Good God, this might be one of the better low budget movies I've ever seen. The gore is pretty much what carries this movie through. Yeah. I, I will say, though, for basically every actor in this movie being, they never, like, nobody went on to do pretty much anything. The acting's. I've seen way worse in movies that had way better production. Yeah. Um, so, me, the acting's fine. The editing and, like, the continuity's kind of iffy between shots where they do cuts. Like, there's scenes where it's. It's pitch black dark, and they do a cut, and all of a sudden it's like dawn, and then they cut back, and it's pitch black dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, surprisingly, the dialogue isn't bad. No, the dubbing isn't that bad. Bruce Campbell actually does a really fucking good job of dubbing over, like even like the sounds. Like, there's one part that that kind of makes that stick out. Like, you kind of hear him like just he's getting the lines right, and they match up fucking perfectly. But in one of the parts where when the dude's giving his line, he's, like, standing up, and he's, like, leaning on, like, a, a counter to get up. And Bruce Campbell even does almost, like, this fucking slight Grun. groan yeah. and while he's saying his line. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, that that's what helps with this movie is even though they're, it's dubbed, it's dubbed by somebody who's actually paying attention. Like, Bruce... Like, he kind of deserves an applause, I think, for his dubbing in this movie because it matches perfectly. Cadence of it is perfect for how the line should be said. Mm-hmm. He even threw in like that, like how you would fucking be if you were getting up, yeah, from like a seated position and talking and like using like a counter to lift yourself up on. Yeah, well, it's like they, you know, it's an art form in itself. Like, I, like the last episode, we were talking about the uh, the chick from Demons. Yeah, she's made a career after that, just dubbing foreign film she can speak like fucking 12 languages she finds work all the time just dubbing I mean fucking that's a, that's kind of cool cause like you could probably make a pretty good living doing that I would imagine but dude I think it'd be cool to be a voice actor honestly yeah. Yeah. I had a uh, fucking somebody from work found our podcast or maybe I told them about it and then they ended up I didn't think they'd listen to it and they ended up listening to it and they were like you, you'd be a, you'd do good for like voiceover work and I don't know. I'm never going to do anything with that. After we heard the do that. podcast? Yeah. They like, hear our, like, our voices. And they're like, dude, you'd be fucking... You could do voiceover. Where you give a voice for it? Oh, right on. Yeah. I just always told people that uh, the main inspiration behind starting the podcast years ago was because I was always told that I had a face for radio. So <laughs> I just go with my strengths and... Uh, but yeah. So, uh, so this movie, um, I want to say that it pretty much got most of its recognition in Upstart in 90. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it became a known thing. It was huge in Ohio. I mean, fucking... The movie was made there. People were like... They couldn't keep it on the shelves at the rental stores. Like, that whole documentary at the end is really fucking cool. And what really trips me out about that is the end of the doc section, when the credits are rolling, of the people who put that together, not the movie. Mm -hmm. Fucking Enter Sandman's playing. So, like, the first time I put this tape in, I'm just like, you know, I, I lose interest because it's a fucking... What's the running time on that? It's like 85 minutes for the movie plus another hour? Yeah. 
it's a two and a half hour fucking movie. So I mean, the movie's over, credits, and then it's background noise at that point. And then I'm like, where in the fuck is Enter Sandman coming from? Like literally, that's what in my head. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? And he used that, and that was like right when that song probably was fucking brand new. And then he ended up doing a movie called Sandman, correct? I think so. Yeah, it was like right around something that. like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so there's that, but. Dude, it's really cool to see like the making of this and like when when they're doing the behind the scenes and the actors are talking about like like this is really cool, man, and like everything's so uh, blue collar and just really honest and it's like uh, I get the I get the same vibe from that. What was that documentary that came out not too long ago about the dude that was gonna make the movie with the long hair and his buddy and they had to get money from the fucking old man. American movie. There you go. But Holy fuck yeah, dude! This has that. But he pulled it off. Like, it fucking happened. <laughs> we got a fucking movie out of it. Because the way he explained it to me, like, about just the stress and the fucking just pressure. We got to get this shot. Yeah, just, man. And he's like, you know, it kind of reminded me of that. Except it this worked out. So... <laughs> Um, dude, I think I need to watch American movie. Again. Yeah, it's been a while, dude. I been a minute. <laughs> I love that movie, dude. Or whatever it is, that documentary. It's like it's a fucking trip, dude. Is, yeah. But yeah, this uh, book Walter is just talking about how like he filmed some uh, footage on his street that he grew up on, and his mom kept thinking it was a joke, and she was waiting for the for it to be done so he could get a job at a factory somewhere. It just kept going on and on and on. And finally the movie got released and was a huge hit in Ohio. And then he proved her wrong, but there was all, like, the older people. He said a lot of older people lived on the street. They always seen him, like, with his camera crew and all that shit. And, oh, there goes the book, Walter Boy, fucking filming again. Because I guess he used to, like, just film stuff randomly, like, when he was a teenager with, like, you know, when he first got a fucking... Which is probably what he shot this movie on. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, it was shot in Super 8. So yeah. it's probably just the fucking... Just, you know different than having the fucking camcorder that your parents had to do fucking family videos? Yeah. Picking that up to shoot some fucking movies. Yeah, it, it, it has a weird hybrid look to it of home video, SOV, but also movie, like a bad movie quality... It, but it's not it's a good thing though cause I like I love the look of this movie it's fucking great man and it helps the gore it helps the gore like aesthetic a lot I yeah think, with it you had to go back on like the, the like his neighbors and everybody in his block and hometown like oh there goes that kid just fucking filming shit like da, da, da. Dude, that to me just screams any midwest fucking oh, town yeah. of oh you wanna be you wanna become something you want to do this? Well, duh. You're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. There he goes. Does his fucking thing. He thinks he's going to be fucking Mr. Hollywood. They probably say something like that. But it just make like if you ever fucking if you have an inspiration and you want to do something outside of just getting a job like a normal job, it's yeah. like unless you have a fucking really cool family, you usually met with a bunch of shit like that. Absolutely. No matter what it is, like people are fucking almost making fun of you. Like, oh, okay, well that's going to be cool. What are you going to do next year? Like actually get a real job yeah oh yeah when's this phase gonna pass yeah it can't be a midwest thing i'm sure it happens everywhere i'm sure yeah it goes around but i mean here in michigan we got like say what six generations of fucking ford gm and chrysler workers saying so when you're gonna get a real it's like 
Like, the aspiration is to end up in a fucking factory making cars. Like, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with bussing tables, but leave me the fuck alone, man. If I want to film shit, I'm going to film shit. Like, well, it's just like if you're in a band. <laughs> yeah, when see, you, yeah. Well, 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 that's fun for now, but when are you going to, you know, you got to get a job. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it pretty much fate plays hand in hand to like, so when are you guys going to get kids? When are you guys going to have kids? God. I feel like everybody says, if somebody says one of those things, they say all of those things. I was asked, I was asked, like 19, 20 years old, when is this phase going to pass and when are you going to have kids? And those questions can still be unanswered today. And I'm fucking happy about that. So, And kids are cool. I love kids. I, I, I fucking like nixed it right away with all my family. Um, with my, my parents and my aunt and uncles and all them. They're yeah. like, so when are you going to have kids? I'm like, well, my brother has another, when my brother has another kid. Like, no, no, that's what it was. My parents asked me when I was going when they were going to get a grandkid. I was like, well, talk to Eric. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, well, he's going to have to have another one if you want another grandkid. Yeah. And they were like, what? And I'm like, I'm not having kids, man. Yeah. And it's always like, well, hopefully you're with somebody who feels the same way. What if they want kids? Like, if they want kids, they in, they're not going to be with me. They go find somebody they want to have kids with. Correct. But like, I'm not going to hold somebody to a relationship because <laughs> saying that like, to fuck uh, that, dude. not to get like too weird about that, but like. Yeah, I mean, with just anything different, saying that is so foreign to people. Like, they can't grasp thinking outside the lines a little bit. It's fucking crazy, isn't it? It's like, yeah. dude. I started just being super blunt with my family. My mom used to tell me when shit. I was, yeah, I, like when I first started playing in a band and shit when I was like 14, she was like, you do realize that making a career out of being a musician is pretty much like winning the lottery. Those are your odds. And then in my 20s, I'm hanging out with like fucking who I thought were rock stars were just normal fucking people making a living like in a E350 white 12 passenger van with a U-Haul trailer at the back I'm like <laughs> well they're not fucking washing dishes at a fucking diner like that's my so I had this preconceived notion that it was like impossible to make any type of living and here my mom's gonna retire from Kroger because she's worked there for 40 years and it's like well that's cool I'm happy for you you get your gold watch and your mug but are you fucking happy because you might be the most miserable fucking person See, and that's kind of cool man. with my, like, like when it came to band stuff my parents were pretty cool with stuff like I remember talking to them like oh yeah like Nate Lincoln was gonna do that uh, that west coast tour yeah they were fucking stoked they're like you guys you gotta do it yeah like make that happen like when you you got to, that's, that's an awesome experience. Do it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was, when it came to that aspect, my parents were supportive as fuck with that, which was funny because it's like the style of music we were like, dude, we're playing like punk and grind. Yeah. The same fucking money making music, man. Right. <laughs> like, at the most, it's like you maybe come back from tour with like a little extra change in your pocket, but it's basically just fucking like getting to the part next, next fucking show and breaking even on like the merch you had to get printed. <laughs> Like, that's pretty much all it is. Like eight labels pitching in on pressing your release, opening like. that same three dollar fucking second from the biggest size up of combos for the eighth time in two days. <laughs> like He's living fucking, the dream. <laughs> this is my fifth bag of seven layer combos this week. Yeah, you can almost taste all seven layers. This one doesn't have the olive in it though. There's no black <laughs> olive taste. <laughs> Fucking, we need to leave tonight. We need to leave, like, this morning, guys. I ate this dude's vegan cheese, and he's going to be pissed. Oh, I know. And then I fucking, I got pissed at you when you came up. Well, for one, 
to before we get back into the movie, I remember you telling me on that tour that you were partying and like it was the night that you guys built the Tower of Yes. And uh the fucking drummer from Bongzilla came over with <laughs> oh, like yeah. hummus and pita chips and saved everyone's life. <laughs> like how fucking cool. I forgot, dude. Yeah, the uh, Eric from Morbido passed out and then uh Zach from Lieutenant Dan started just stacking shit on his fucking head. <laughs> yeah. And there's still a picture somewhere on my Instagram and it's like Four feet high. Oh, he's like is. putting something else at the top. Yeah. And then yeah, like somebody knocks at the door, like it comes to the door, and I'm like, look, I'm like, is that? Wait. And they're like, oh yeah, dude, he fucking drugs for a while. Gooba gaba gooba gaba. One of us. One. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he lives like neck down the street. He saw we were like partying, and we knew he knew we had like a couple touring bands in town, so like he brought over some like hummus and pitas and shit. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, he showed me a picture too, because I was like, are you sure it was the? And then like. Someone took a picture of him walking up the stairs and yeah. shit. I'm like, that is the drummer from Bongzilla. Like, how fucking cool, man. If anybody in this world knows what it's like to be on tour and hungry, it's the Bongzilla dudes, I promise. Because those guys go through like an ounce just during their 30-minute set. Dude, that tour, actually, that sh- <laughs> that was that that show kind of blew my mind a little bit because it, we, were, we played at a bar that night. And, like, in between bands, and you know, they had, like, the... This was 2012-ish. Yeah. Um, internet jukebox is there and I'm like cycling through and they had fucking Acid Witch oh sick and at that time like they didn't like they weren't as blown up as they are now I feel so it was like whoa what the fuck (laughs) I'm like so I think I fucking like flicked a pic of it and like text like Tim I'm like dude so I'm in a bar in fucking like Madison Wisconsin (laughs) and you guys are just kind of chilling on this fucking jukebox (laughs) That's fucking killer, dude. Yeah. I remember when those were a new thing. It was it was really cool. But yeah, before we get back on the movie, the only other thing that really pissed me off about like the subject we're talking about yeah. is when you would run into somebody at a bar or at a party and the I heard this a thousand times in my life. Are you still in like your little band or whatever? Yeah. And inside I'm just fucking just all the time and effort and nope we gotta start over nope we gotta start over the recording process trying to get four fucking grown men in a room to rehearse write record do anything (laughs) lugging the palm splitter which was a fucking full stack bass amp that had nailed metal handles on the side and going up the Corktown stairs with that fucking thing and it weighed 80 pounds, your palms split in fucking half. Those stairs are fucking deadly. For a fucking scrumpet at a party to say, so are you still in like your little band or whatever? I, I'm well, like, that's the thing. You little can, okay. band? Like the, These people, the people that say shit like that, they still look at, if you if you play in a band, they're the type of like, well, where do you play? Because they're expecting you to say like, Oh, we play Friday nights at this fucking bar, and we play Saturdays at this restaurant. Yeah. They don't get that. Like, no, you don't play it in fucking one spot on like a weekly thing. Like, no, you play venues when touring bands come through, when we set up fucking gigs. Right. It, it's a that's a whole different world that they don't even really know exists. Yeah. Like uh, Slasher Dave posted like a thing about that recently. Like, what? Like, I, I get this question all the time. Like, where do you play? He's like, and how do you answer that question? That's such a weird question to me. Like, what are they expecting for an answer? Come to Brazil. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I've always answered that question because I've got it before. Like, where do you play? I'll straight tell him like, oh yeah, you know, we play like the precincts. We play fucking like the shelter. We play like all these fucking like, and they're like, what? Yeah, exactly. They're like, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's a fucking punk venue. 
And it kind of, that right there throws them for a loop because they don't know what the fuck you're even talking about anymore. And I know what you wanted to hear from me, but I'm not trying to explain yeah, correct. shit to you. So I'm just going to give you that. And yeah. I'll leave you confused because I really don't care because it was a dumb fucking question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing with collecting VHS or vinyl records or drinking Paps Blue. Whatever the fuck it is, people are just like, dude, like, really? Showing, I remember showing at the family parties with a fucking case of Black Label. And all my old uncles like, they still fucking make Black Label? Yeah, they just, they can't believe it. They're like, what the fuck? Do we even have a VCR anymore, Margaret? It's like, like yeah, it's just some funny shit, but, uh, yeah, whatever, this fucking if you will it, it is no dream dude <laughs> be island but yeah this movie is basically like a love letter to Romero absolutely Dawn mostly yeah Dawn oh mostly. yeah the whole zombie squad this oh, is a yeah. whole it's basically taking that whole just the SWAT team members and making it a zombie fighting unit the very beginning of Dawn when they're going into the um, apartment yeah, yeah yeah just that I got that whole fucking thing like same same feel. And then, gore, gore upped a little bit. You know what I mean? Made by a total <laughs> horror fan. Yep. Like, even though it's a little, like, shticky, I guess, however you want to call it. Scene in the beginning, which, A, I love, in the video store. Oh, that's my just favorite. Just the aesthetic is amazing. Just an old video store. I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. And then they throw down a stack of tapes, and it's, like, all the dead movies. Yeah. And then it's, like, the zombies that are bringing them up, which was kind of, like... Okay, but it's its own thing, and it has that fucking kind of humor to it, and there's humor throughout this fucking movie. But I'm like, dude, that whole that beginning is amazing. I think that the hu- that the humor comes from like the Ramy Campbell just hanging out. They're like, dude, you got to have some of this in here because you can't. It's not. No one's going to take this serious. This isn't a. See, I, okay, you, you're you're trying to you're you're like an upstart. You got to yeah, do something. I, I'm not the biggest like. Uh. I guess that's kind of a lie, but I'm going to say I'm not the biggest, like, horror comedy fan. Yeah. There's, like, I've, I have my standouts that I like, and I like movies that are just kind of, like, funny without trying to be funny with in horror. But, yeah, it's true with, like, lower budget, like, Super 8 films, SOV films. It definitely helps to throw that shit in. It like, breaks it some up. Some comic relief, some, like, jokes. Some, it gets like, monotonous. Even if it's, like, yeah. straight on the fucking nose, like, it helps. Yeah. And those, I mean, we all know Campbell and Ramey. Yeah. They, but it's clever humor, though. It's like, you know, in, the, in the Book Walter, in that uh, the doc thing, he's like, you know, with the humor and, and the stuff in here, we, he said something like, at this rate, which at this time was 1989 when they were wrapping up filming. He said, you have to do something different because people are just pumping movies out left and right now. They're going straight to video or whatever it is, and they're just slapping these movies together. And it's almost insulting to the demographic of people that watch these movies. And and people have to understand that the fans of these movies are dedicated, they're loyal, and they're a lot brighter than people give them credit for. So to throw in a tongue-in-cheek joke where someone... Only someone who's seen Night of the Living Dead 68, 48 fucking times in two weeks might catch that little nuance of something, but that's that's for true fans. That's for us. That's for fucking people that... You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, with the humor and the stuff like... The, it, there's different things in this movie where it's like they did that to 
kind of separate themselves a little bit. And this movie is nothing like anything that came out around that time, like towards the end of the 80s, because slashers were dying out. You did have Night of the Living Dead 90. Yeah. But I guess the local TV station in Akron and around that area to help promote this was playing the original Night of the Living Dead every Saturday night to get like the whole zombie thing to try to get people to you know what because they kept saying if you're interested in being in this movie show up at this address if you're a fan of Night of the Living Dead they were plugging it as because they knew that that would get the biggest like who did, who's never who hasn't heard of Night of the Living Dead so that was cool so they based the whole thing around which I think is Book Walter's favorite movie of all time is the original Night of the Living Dead and they would do TV spots for it and shit, and they showed all that. And I'm just like, well, how cool would that be? You know, they'd be like someone filming here in Ipsy, and like, you're just in Depot Town, like, hey, who wants to be a fucking zombie? Well, how much are you getting pay- paying people? Nothing. But we have free catering, and there's food here. <laughs> and we'll we'll paint you up and fucking send you on your way. Like, we'll supply the Mr. Pizza. Yeah, fucking you know, <laughs> fucking Mr. Pita rolling in fucking five hundred. Uh, Half pitas, but yeah, I said Mr. Pizza, but yeah, I I just I don't know how they would do that. Mr. Pita would. I remember when I worked at Murray's, they would bring in fucking literally five hundred dollars worth of Mr. Pita, and it was just the regular pitas cut three times, and there was so much fucking Mr. Pita. But you could feed a lot of people for the cheapest way that way. Dude, I'll just get like a, a stack of fucking cheese Mr. Pizzas. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the cheese pizza. I'd fucking I I I'd work at a deal with I'd work out a deal with homeboy who owns the E Course Road Mr. Pizza. Yeah. Be like, you you be in this movie. And you give us a discount on Mr. Pizza. <laughs> Zombies attack the fucking Mr. Pizza driver. <laughs> send more delivery. God, send more pizza. Yeah, no, that's by the way, uh folks that aren't familiar with Mr. Pizza here in Ypsilanti, Michigan, fucking if you ever come this way, it's worth it. It's the best za around, dude. We eat it. We just had some. It's like it's I, honestly the only place I'd order from anymore. It's, yeah, I I don't fuck with anyone else. I don't blame you. Uh, it's it's really good pizza, and they got other shit too, like for a pizza joint. But yeah, dude, they got a dumb amount of shit. Yeah, their menu's fucking ridiculous for a pizza place. It's like, what do we got here? We got mac. It's and like cheese the length bites, of a Doctor Seuss dogs. books. Yeah, they got fucking, like, six-pound burritos. Like, the fucking burritos are the size of my cat. I'm like, fucking what? And it's it's delicious. Every once in a while, I get those pizza box nachos. Yeah, I've seen those. Those look good. Yeah, Mr. Pizza fucking rules, and there's only, like, three of them. Or four. Uh, Four. There's two in Ipsy. Yeah. And then there's the one on Rosenville Road, and then one Garden City. Yep. So it's a small chain. Garden City, Belleville, two in Ipsy. Yeah, dude, it's if you're ever out this way, whoever. I don't know if they still have it. They used to have a bumper sticker like, uh, what is it? I got a piece last night. <laughs> they had the Mr. Pizza logo on the end. Well, now it's another one bites the crust. I fucking hate okay. They need to get rid of we that. We need shit. to stop talking about Mr. Pizza, but I am going to say I fucking hate their pizza boxes now. Yeah, me too. It's the dumbest fucking shit. But yeah. if you look at the bottom of the box, I'm like, oh, well, the bottom of the box looks like what the top of the box should look like. It has just their logo, a big fucking Mr. Pizza logo, yeah. and then the locations under it. Yeah. I'm like, that should be the fucking top. Get rid of this. Another one bites the fucking crust. 1996 fucking, like, graphic. And just go with the fucking logo. Yeah. Which, if anyone wants to know, 
if you know the band Demented A Go, I think this is what the name is. Demented A Go Go? Demented Our Go? I can't remember the name of that fucking band. But the Mr. Pizza logo looks almost just like it. Whoa. Their logo. Yeah. I think I said that to somebody, and I think they doubted me, and they looked it up as I said it, and they pulled up like, oh, wow, it kind of does. Wow. I think it's Demented Argo is that fucking name of the band. I'm going to look it up actually right now. There was a movie in the 80s called Loverboy. There we go, Demented Argo. And it had Carrie Fisher from like the Star Wars movies. and. Uh, anyway... The, the kid in the movie worked at Senior Pizza. Isn't it kind of like... Shut up. It's yeah. fucking structured the same way. That's fucking funny, dude. Just put a little, like, Pringles guy mustache in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking killer, dude. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so go on. Oh, no, Senior Pizza in the movie Loverboy, mm-hmm. where he's, like, delivering the pizzas, and if you ordered extra anchovies, it meant that you were asking for um, additional mail services. So, like, Lonely Housewives were like, yeah, I want a large extra ancho in this young fucking like college kid was like trying to put himself through college anyway worked for senior pizza and their logo looked like that but the dude had like a sombrero on and shit with the, like the mustache and shit. <laughs> senior pizza like what the fuck man i just watched that the other day by the way that and uh short circuit 2 i did like an 80s uh, gig that movie's amazing yeah man. i like the i like that one better than the first one for sure and a I lot watched- of people don't realize that 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 fucking cast yeah well, the first one, like Gutenberg, and, and you know, I mean, that's we got that Ali Sheedy, blah blah blah. The second one was the dude from fucking Spinal Tap, and the kids in the hall, and everything else. He's uh, Airheads, mm-hmm. the kid from The Burning. Yep. Okay, he's just got a beard in this one, and then Cynthia Gibb, the chick, was from like Death Warrant, the Van Damme movie, and a bunch of other movies around that time. And I can't remember who the bad guy was. The uh, He's been in fucking everything, though. Like, the kind of heavier set bald dude. He's been in fucking everything. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But, yeah, it's a fuck killer movie, man. I just, like, threw it on and made some fucking, uh, made some food and a couple brewskis, whatever, and jammed some B-52s. And it was a kind of little night there for me. But I fucking watched, uh, I put on, after our last episode... It made me want to. I fucking put on Howard the Duck. Going to Cleveland. R.I.P. that tape. Gone. Fucking my VCR, I ejected it. And then it wasn't me pulling it out before it ejected. I ejected it and was doing something else. Went to go pull the tape out. And I was like... Fuck. And I'm like, you know what? I know the VCR is still good. This tape just got fucking stuck. And it's like the fucking re-release of it. So it's like a $2 fucking tape. Yeah. So I just fucking pulled it. Pulled out some scissors and cut the tape. I'm like, if I want to, I can fix it. Yeah, I still oh, yeah. have the tape. Yeah, and then I tested it with another tape that I didn't care if it ate it. Yeah, it's still working fine. I'm like, whatever. I'm like that sucks. Yeah, anyone out there, um, I don't even, you don't even need to know this. Always have a test tape. Oh yeah, for a mile there, I don't know what happened to it, but I had a Captain Planet tape. That was my test tape for any VCR. That's a good one. I you see. That's even. Uh, I wouldn't even go that far. I would keep the Captain Planet tape. <laughs> Any thrift store you go into in metropolitan Detroit area, you're going to find about 6 to 19 I Want Stanley Red Wings fucking 1996-97 tapes. And basically it was Detroit Free Press tape? Yeah, the Detroit Free It was I Want Stanley, but it was just Bow Wow Wow's version of I Want Candy, but it was I Want Stanley. 
And it was a really dorky ass, like thirty minute thing about the Wings winning the cup, and uh, that's my test tape. So, yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I can replace it, or a Jerry Maguire tape would be great for that too. Like you know, if that gets if that gets eaten, we're just actually doing humanity a, a that, service. That Roadhouse tape you gave me, I've used that as a test tape because it's already kind of fucked anyway. Yeah, it gets super staticky because it's yeah. one of those like. Super late reissues from MGM where they didn't give a fuck. Like they were the just, 2000s. They were just like, this is a money thing. Yeah. So we'll go cheap stock just yep. to push it out. Like after DVDs were... It's like you watch that movie... Then they were budget, budget price. <laughs> you watch that movie like two or three times and you start getting the fucking static worn tape effect. Where yeah. tracking's not fixing that. No. But see, I, I gave it to you because sometimes tapes work better in other VCRs. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put one of my tapes in one VCR and it works like shit. Put it in another one, it's fucking fine. So I... Figure to take a gamble, but I mean, um, I've watched it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this uh, I'm glad I got this um, collector's edition. I'm pretty sure the DVD is the same thing. Yeah, it's got the it's got. All I don't know the VHS, but I own the DVD. I think I got it from. I want to say I got it from King Video, but I think I had this before King Video was selling shit. Very distinguishable fucking artwork. Yeah, I mean, you it's it yeah. sticks with you. It's better on the uh, DVD, I think, because it's all jet black. Mine's got, like, the blue and red stripe collector's edition in mm, yeah. But when it's jet black like that with that zombie with the fucking weird mouth and shit, it's like, yeah. But, yeah, um, I fuck, yeah, this movie's great. And I wanted to point out that main title theme mm-hmm. score is fucking amazing. Like, when the credits are rolling and then at the beginning when the credit like... yeah. That piece of music he whipped up was fucking great. And it's the title screen for the DVD that loops over and over again. So that's uh, pretty cool. But if you guys haven't seen this movie, definitely check it out, man. I mean, you're you're going to get a low-budget Romero-flavored zombie flick 100%. with uh, some Evil Dead-ish humor and... Uh, just the tongue-in-cheek joke of a lot of the uh, cast being named after Jason, Dr. Savini, Dr. Carpenter, you know. You catch those things, and it just fills time. Pretty much anybody who's had a bigger name in horror at that time is a character's name. (laughs) Oh, wasn't there a Cunningham, too? Or a Craven? Or or, uh, 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 Maybe not. I don't know. I thought I remember like a fucking Cunningham or a Craven or something. I do remember Carpenter. But it's funny, uh, a uh, homie I have not met in physical form yet, Tony, shout out to Tony, rest in festering slime. I posted this and he's like, dude, I'm like, dude, there's a ton of name drops in this movie, man. <laughs> yeah. He, I think he commented Dr. Savini with like a laughing face. I'm like, yeah, dude, there's like fucking nine recognizable names in this movie. Dude, like I said earlier, it's the same with like, it must be his fucking thing, which I, it's cool because it shows, it's just like a love letter to the genre you love but Robot Ninja he does the same thing like read through the actual characters names in that movie it's the same fucking thing dude I, I haven't seen that movie in fucking seven years I'm gonna I'm, I'm watching it this weekend like literally uh fucking yeah cause uh I, Mike's a huge Mike's a huge fan of that movie and he was like yeah. dude he was kind of bummed out he didn't he didn't get it and I bought it on, on blind, blind buy he was like, dude, I've been looking for that fucking movie. I was like, it's five bucks. And it's like, I should have just gave it to him, but like, I didn't know him that well. <laughs> I'm like, I, well, fuck, I'm keeping it now. It's got to be fucking gold, man. 
Dude, I was talking to him at the show, and uh, he mentioned about how you might have a uh, just before just dawn. before dawn for him. Yeah, not a matter of might. I sure do. And he's like, yeah. He said he had like a just before dawn. I was like, yeah, I think he has like two of those. It's like so possibly, man. Yeah, I didn't want to get into like uh, anything else about it because like, I don't know. It's your fucking tape. Yeah, I got it. I was actually gonna hit him up like before I hit you up. Like, hey, I guess well, I got this tape here if you want to toss me some cash. Like, <laughs> but uh, like, he's so fucking busy all the time, and I didn't put two and two together because he wasn't at the last show of him being there, or else I would have gave you the tape and blah, whatever. But with it, he, dude, he's so busy with like school plus work. I never know when I'm like, I go to shows thinking I'm gonna see him, and I don't Fuck. see him. He gave me a rundown on his like his normal schedule with like uh, in class learning and shit. Now it's like, yeah. That's why he was like, "Yeah, we need to get together." Like, fucking, you haven't seen the new house yet. Like, come, come by and watch the movies. I'm like, I'm down. I was like, I, only reason I haven't hit you up to do anything, I was like, because I know you've been going back to school, to, like to get his master's work. Yeah, I was like, and and working. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're, you're and just crazy. He's like, oh, I know. He's like, I can figure it out though. Signed to relapse as well, and he's in like. Well, that's like a weird hiatus going on there, though. They're they're to- they got a tour in Europe coming up, but that's like next year. It's still a commitment, though. It is. It's still yeah. a responsibility. I wouldn't be surprised they already got most of that shit written. Yeah, probably. For whatever the first release is for that label. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, I <laughs> He posted uh, something on, on IG about Failed, which was a Detroit band back in the day. And I was a huge fan, but I caught him at the tail end before they broke up. Mm-hmm. And I liked it or something. And then he commented, and this was in DMs, Dude, I didn't think anyone even remembered this band or had any like physical copies because nobody. Well, no one posts. Like, I just I just pull up my record and fucking post a picture. But this, of it. I don't think this person was from Detroit though. It was like, you know what I mean? Oh, Which okay. just makes it even weird. Like, yeah, someone from Detroit's gonna have failed, but like, and he's like, I didn't even think anyone even remembered this band or whatever. And I went to like it, but I had the phone above my head and it was like <laughs> one in the morning. Hit the all the lights were, and I hit the video call button. Yeah. And I roll over and I'm cuddling with my cat and I hear hello, hello, and I'm like, fucking Jesus. And I'm looking at my ceiling like, who is? And I pick my phone up and it's video chat with Mike and I'm like, literally in my boxers on my couch and all there is is a glow of the TV and my cat. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. And he was like sitting at a desk with the phone propped up, smoking a bowl. Like, I was just smoking weed, man. I was man, hoping it wasn't an emergency. I'm like, no, man, I'm really fucking sorry. I ended up talking to Mike for like an, over an hour until like 2.33 in the morning, man. And that was kind of cool. And I was like, you know, it's really weird how this worked out, man. I really did not mean to call you. I'm ready for bed. But I just happened to have a copy of Just Before Dawn with your name written all over. And I was thinking about you when I got it, so... We'll, we'll we'll link up and, and get that done but yeah it was just funny how that whole thing worked out but when he was talking to me he had a superstition poster framed in the back and like started panning around the new pad and he had like some fire posters the movie superstition yeah yeah oh, right in the nice. back like I'm like fuck yeah I'm like wait Mike stop hold it is that a superstition poster and he's like oh yeah dude and then he like panned his phone around I'm like <laughs> like okay yeah and he's like dude you and Jared need to come by dude pizza Movies. I'm like, dude, give me the date and time. I'll be there, and I'm sure he will too. So, you know, it'd be cool to hang out with him. Yeah, I started chatting with him, and he was like, dude, did Steve tell you about our impromptu phone call? That was fucking weird, man. <laughs> I felt so bad, but he's such a cool guy. Like, it didn't. It wasn't weird at all. It was actually kind of cool. Like, 
Like, man, I don't get out much. I don't fucking, you know. Mike's a stellar human being. Like, zero fucking, like, pretentiousness or anything about him. He's just down to earth, fucking a really cool dude. This dude has a fucking fire tape collection and record collection. Dude, he always talks about... Because I'll talk about his, like, movie collection. Then he's always like, oh, you can't say that with your movie collection. Yours beat my, Yours beats mine. I'm like, dude, you're fucking... That's what he told me. He's he like, dude, you time. guys are maniacs with the tapes. I'm like, no, Jared's a maniac. He's like, my, he's like, yours is way better than what I got. He's like, I just have some, I have, have a lot of stuff, but you got quality. And I'm well, like, I told him, I'm like, Mike, dude, why I got some you, good shit. <laughs> why don't you ever like post your tapes and shit? Like that, that's you have good tapes. Yeah. He's like, well, people do it for clout and this and that. And I'm like, well, fuck people. I'm like, if people think I do it for clout, then fuck them. I don't give a fuck. It's a hobby of mine, and. He's like, well, I don't know if I want to do that because, like, I'm, like, signed to a major label now and I don't know if that's going to come up. I'm like, you're thinking, you're, they stop, dude. Like, you got good tapes, you got killer records. He will post pictures of his records sometimes and his record collection is fucking silly. I can't, like, I'm nowhere near, my record collection is nowhere near. His fucking record collection, which I have not seen in a full picture, just, like, a weird side with Mm -hmm. the rep. Looks like a fucking radio station. Yeah, it's dumb. From the 70s. It's fucking dumb. Like, it's a fucking wall where you just pull out records. I'm like, whoa, dude. So that's pretty yeah. cool. I hear Tim, like... I think Tim's is basically, like, the same. Yeah. Tim, like, I'm, I remember talking to him about it. He's like, oh, I got a, a dumb amount. I think he has, like, just... The LP volume that Mike has plus fucking the 7-inch volume. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, Tim's mainly was be more into punk... Yeah. It, it's just dumb amount, and I don't know. I'm kind of, it, it makes me sad when I think about where my record collection could be if I actually kept buying them for yeah, the but when you, stretch of years where I didn't. If you factor in the VHS, though, and DVDs. I have too many things I like to collect. <laughs> yeah, I had to pick one or the other. Because when we started hanging out, the, the, the nostalgia of wax, like listening to fucking Kill 'em All on YouTube in 2009. And then hearing it on a record and blowing your speakers up. That was a fun night. Changed my fucking life. That I'm was like, a fun night. Whoa, man. dude. Like, I remember just how good it sounded and just how much fun I had. And I'm like, dude, records are cool. And I've always been into physical copies of anything. It's always been that way for me, dude. Like, I never did the LimeWire thing, really. I always wanted a physical copy and to support the band. I've always been that dude where I'm like, I am literally going to have to eat ramen on Thursday because my budget is not going to allow me to give you this $5. But you're a touring band, and I have the option to eat ramen, and on Thursday you probably won't have the option to eat anything. So here's a hot and ready or fucking something. I've always been that guy, man. I remember this one touring band came through, and I gave I bought like a all their merch, and it was a bunch of kids. It was like an all-ages show, so it was like a bunch of kids and shit. I ended up spending like 70, 80 bucks and then tipped them $10. I almost gave this band $100 and they fucking just looked at me. I stuck out like a sore thumb because I was like the lot, older dude. Yeah, I was. I was that. Me show. and like three of my friends were like the older dudes and we were like the only ones like legal to drink. So we were like having fun, buzzed up, hanging out with them and like just. Yeah, they were so appreciative and, and they're like, dude, no, it was, it was 70. I'm like, yeah, well, here's 80. There's 10 bucks. You guys can get like some fries or something at McDonald's on the way out of here. I'm sure you're going to be hungry. I mean, like, and they were just, like, so thankful. And I'm like, dude, as long as this 10 bucks that might break me this week means that you're going to come back to Detroit on your next leg next year, I'm fucking all about it, man. Like, 
dude, like I don't know the I don't know the level that that band was on, but I can say from experience, like having a show where we killed it merch and pay wise, and then the next night the show was basically a bust. Yeah. So I'm like, well, good thing we killed it last night. <laughs> now we have money for tonight. Well, yeah, we'll see. The thing was, at that time, the recession in Detroit happened when the big three motor companies went down. Yeah. It was a hard time for everyone. Dude. People were losing their fucking houses. It was a nightmare. Bands literally skipped Detroit, and they still do to this day for some reason. It's changed a little bit, but it was yeah. it was like fucking crazy back then. Like, like how many times do me and you go to Chicago or somewhere else to see? Because they'll never come to Detroit during that time because no one paid money for shows and shit. Oh, like, and and Detroit at that time was got getting bad with your trailer was getting stolen. Yeah, well, that's because of the recession. Everyone, your was, shit was getting jacked. Yeah, for sure. But, like, yeah, it was pretty bad here from, like, 08 to, like, 11, 12. You see fucking shows where they go from Toronto to Chicago. Like, dude, you have to drive through Detroit oh, yeah. <laughs> to get to that fucking they're show. Taking, they're taking pictures at the fucking uh, Garden Bowl and shit, so they're straight hanging out at the Majestic. Yeah. Off. Like, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> You're in Detroit. Like, right now. Yeah, Detroit went from being, like, a spot that... Every every tour of every genre, mm-hmm. every band fucking played here too. Mm-hmm. It's like you'd get lucky people showed up around that time. It's like, dude, what the fuck? There was just that always that. Well, if you want to see us that bad, you got, you're gonna have to go to Ohio. It was it's and it's still kind of like that with some bands. I think who was it that that just came on tour and they did not play here, but they played two Ohio dates. Uh, what like weed eaters or. Um, I don't know some band, but I like looked at. It, I'm like, oh sweet, and it was like a fucking Cleveland show, and a Columbus show, or no, a Cincinnati and a Columbus show. No Detroit, and I'm like, well, what the fuck is that, dude? Like, yeah, well, that's like really, when, uh, dude. Like when MDF happens, uh, a lot of the bands from other countries do like a mini tour out of it. Yeah, but st- the closest they usually ever get is Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. It's like you son of a bitch. Yeah, man. but the, but those bands are usually like, when are you ever going to see this band? Yeah, like we were supposed to. I see, still uh, regret not risking my life to drive through the blizzard to get to Cleveland to see Coffins. I can't fucking believe that, dude. So like, Maryland Death Fest happened back in like I want to say thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and Coffins was <laughs> doing a little five date. Maybe surrounding MDF, and they they played. No, it was here. It was here. It was up in. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was Cleveland. Ah, uh, so I it was, I thought it was Battle Creek, dude. No, it was Cleveland. It was now that's class. Okay, I thought it was up. I thought it was up. Nope, they did Maryland, and they did a couple dates, and the closest they came was Cleveland, and then they worked their way back. Or am I thinking of Church of Misery? Church of Misery played in uh, Grand Rapids. That was when the blizzard happened. No. We were in my kitchen. We were here when we were supposed to go to Cleveland and the blizzard was going on. And we didn't go because of that. Well, then the same thing happened with Church of Misery, too. The night that Church of Misery played here in Michigan, it was like a three-hour drive, Mm -hmm. two-and-a-half-hour, and we were going to stay up there. But the fucking roads were so bad, we're like, dude, we're not even going to risk it. And um, there was a girlfriend at the time that was like... I wish you would have fucking said something. I would have drove to make sure that you guys could drink and like do what you got to do and this and that. And I'm like, 
Well, that same girlfriend was going to be the one who drove to Cleveland for coffins. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. So, and it was basically like, fuck, dude, man. no, it's like it's straight blizzard, and I'm looking at the radar like, and it's not stopping. We're driving into it. Yeah, it's it horrible cool. now, and it's going to be worse all the way to Cleveland on the fucking Ohio Turnpike across fucking like Lake St. Clair, whatever yeah. it is right there. You're looking at like, your you're going to die, dude. <laughs> and it looks like Slimer just floated across your phone screen and shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that that those were the two times that we were like not stupid enough to be like we're going so far that's the only one i regret but because we yeah church of misery has come back i had to go to a place i don't want to go to because fuck the sanctuary correct but coffins has yet to come back uh, that close that is the one band i want to see more than fucking any band dude yeah i want to see coffins so bad dude uh church of misery was great and i got to see uh toke yeah, yeah, yeah. And Toke, Toke was fucking great, man. And uh, Toke was good. Yeah. So, like, you know. Treasure Misery killed it. I think that was the band. I think Toke fucking went on tour, and I got excited, and they had two. It was Toke. It was fucking. And they played two Ohio dates and no Detroit date. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is that, man? Because they're from North Carolina, and they usually make it up this way, I guess. And they're, like, boys with Dixie and shit. So, like, yeah. I think Weed Eater and Toke went on tour, and I'm like, dude, and f- yeah, fucking Ohio. Two, two Ohio dates, no Detroit date. Fuck me, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That shit's getting better now, I guess, as far as bands coming through here, but we had a, you know, there's, there's a plentiful um, amount of live music to be seen and heard in Detroit area locally. Oh yeah, dude. Our, I feel like we are uh, very lucky with our local scene. I do too. Um, more so, more so for you. I think there's more bands that are what you like. You're like you. Yeah. But when the Beast in the Field shit was happening, and like that was a big deal because I mean they were a fucking quality live act, and man, you never saw a bad show. But you know, I. I enjoy all those bands as well. It's just I'm more. I was more on the the slower like doom. I, it's changed in the past few years, but oh yeah, we got the shit like bands here that are great and the fucking nukes fucking rules and uh, I love grinding shit too. Girth fucking man. Yeah. So Jared just went and seen fucking um, a killer show the other night, man. Yeah, man. Fucking uh, Spider. S P I T E R, which is. Dick from Shitfucker and Nuke, and then uh, I think his name's Francis. He's the guitar player for Devilmaster, mm-hmm. and then the drummer from Disjon, the band called Spider, and it's fucking they're amazing. They're just fucking. I mean, it's it's what you'd expect Dick to do. That was like Dick's next fucking step. It's just totally his. It's like total like vampiric fucking like metal punk basically yeah it's fucking amazing I love them I love them they're fucking great yeah I seen some clips from the show Dick looked wicked he looked fucking awesome and they sounded pretty good and it looked like a pretty live crowd yeah it was good so and Jail Jail's fucking killing it I missed out on the demo because dude they they had demos left when I got there Mm. but I'm one of those I kind of walk in and start talking to people and then start talking to people and work yeah. our way back around. And then I'm like, oh, I should go check. And I walked to the table where they're at, and there was no tables. I'm like, Kyle, man, 
you got any fucking tapes? He's like, oh, no. He's like, we made 20 hand-copied versions, 10 for tonight and then 10 for the show we're doing in Cincinnati two days from now. Yeah. He's like, and the 10 tonight already sold out. Were the ones that they had at the show, were, was that the packaging that you showed me? Or is that the pro release that they're doing? What do you with mean? The, with the pink? Oh, that with the... the LBI, uh, the, with the strip over it? Yeah. That was the ones that they made. And it was for just... And it actually, I think, if I remember correctly, it said, like, jail, like, 2021 demo. And it had, like, the date, Detroit, and then the date, Cincinnati, for whatever show it was. So it's kind of more, like, limited and special to in that degree. Oh, wow. You probably should have got I, one of those. Yeah, I probably should have. For a collection, for a collector standpoint, oh, yeah. I could have because I would have bought the fucking pro dubbed one too. They're all your homies. <laughs> I mean, why would? Yeah, that well, should happen. I honestly thought there'd still be. I didn't know they did ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have just walked right over there because first person I talked to when I walked in was Johnny. <laughs> yeah. So, but and, whatever. And, I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the other one when uh, they show up. I think Kyle and Dave both said they'd be here like a week or two. That's cool. Whatever. Uh, spoiler, but. Usually, uh, we've been doing this show about four years, roughly. Three, four years. Somewhere. Every December, I do top five albums of that year. Mm-hmm. Hands down, Jail's going to be on there. I yeah. don't know what... I have an idea of a, of a couple already that there's just no way they're going to be topped, but Jail's on there, for sure. Maybe I won't be lazy and I'll do it, too. I don't know. I just, like... I just... It could recaps. It's like... I don't know. Kind of a fun thing I do. I'm like, dude, what were the five best? The hardest year for me was was 18, because it seemed like every band I was into released something that year. You know, it was like, fuck, man. Like it seemed like every fucking week something new was coming out. I'm like, oh my god. I think fucking um, that new um, Dark Funeral, Dark Throne, Dark Throne. Wow. Yeah, Dark Throne. Don't know why I said Dark Throne. Dark Throne would be up there. It's on my. It's that's. And honestly, the new Hooded Menace. That's on my list too. I got three. Jail's the third one. <laughs> I don't know Those what order two, I'm going to That Hooded Menace and that fucking Dark Throne. I'm still fucking hell, man. I am still listening to those two records very much. So like all the time. Well, the new Hooded Menace is newer than... Dark Throne's been out a while. Mm-hmm. But man, that fucking Dark Throne album is fucking incredible. And it surprised me. Yeah, and the Hooded Menace one <laughs> really surprised me too because like the last one was really melodic and really different, and I liked it in a different way. But this one mixes the old Hooded Menace with the new fucking whatever they're doing now, and it's perfect. It's with like, like a dash of, like, King Diamond. Yeah, or Merciful Fate. Like, yeah. yeah like, yeah. you just hear it, like, oh, my God, it was, like, so good. And they do a Killer Wasp cover. At the yeah, end. that Wasp at the cover at the end is fucking like a chef kiss to that album. It's so, so good. Yeah, man. So good. Yeah, so if you guys haven't checked it out, I'm sure most of you have. I know a lot of my, my buddies and shit that I talk to on Instagram or whatever, they, they've heard it. They know it. But it's really fucking good, man. It's, uh... Been out for like two weeks now. Yeah. Oh man, what a fucking great record, man! But if you guys get a chance, um, jail from Detroit. I mean, I, the only place I really know is Bandcamp, and I'm wearing out my plays. They keep telling me to donate money, and I'm the brokest <laughs> motherfucker around. That's my place for anguish. Jail, like Michigan bands, and yeah, you're talking jail. 
basically like metal punk band, mm-hmm. a little thrashy. Uh, members of Sakuzu, Shroud, Fool on Devi, uh, Immaculate Conception, Final Assault. Yeah. Just, it's a powerhouse of a fucking band. Kind of a, like a local super group, man. Pretty much. So that's uh, people that 100%. Which is what Nuke, like Nuke, I consider to be on the. It, we're, it's like a two, yeah. yeah it's, it's like a local super. The who's who. Of, yeah. Just, and they just put out great music. I mean, mm-hmm. you would expect them to, you know, so. They fucking, I think Jail 100% deserves recognition. They deserve to blow up, and I really hope they do. Because it's, it's well warranted. Yeah. I I had not heard anything until we seen them that last show. And the one I went to, and I was blown away. Like, I think it's mainly, I think, I don't know. Johnny's guitar playing is fucking just out of hand, precise. They're all good. Dave's a great fucking bass player. Kyle's good at everything he does. But, like, I don't know if it's I miss Sakuzu. So it's good to see Johnny playing again. But man, they really fucking tore it up. I, I I didn't get to see him this past time, but like, fuck that second track on the demo is like the, the grief orgy. It's like uh, it starts off with like the stenchcore fucking intro. It's so fucking that fucking axe grinder intro. Oh my god, I'm like, dude. Well, the whole the whole thing's good, but yeah, definitely check them out. And also, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Tony. Was jamming it was jamming Indian Nightmare the other day. Yeah, and uh, was kind of looking for bands in that. He's like, man, I need to find more stuff like this. And I sent him some bands, but I don't know if I really did it justice. I, I told him to check out Jail, and Sakuzu on Bandcamp, and then I, I put like Parasitic. I was trying to think of some like metal punk, but like more on the thrashier side. Probably throw some Bone Hunter in there. It's a good one. I didn't think of that. And they have a brand new release out too. Fuck yeah, they do. Uh, with art by Tim. Yeah. Yeah, dude's a fucking phenomenal art artist. Oh my god, all those dudes are like fucking Dave, Mike. They're shit. Um. Yeah, I just I didn't know what I I gave him like a like a handful of bands, but. I could probably come up with a couple more, depending on exactly which, what aspect, what what aspect of their sound he's really digging onto. Yeah, they definitely have the metal punk thing, but they're definitely thrash, and there's like a Sodom element in there, I think, too. Uh, what's the name? Uh, that fucking, damn it, we fucking jammed them all the time. I I told them Trench Hell. Okay, yeah, they're them, yeah. And then I told them Parasitic, Jail, Sakuzu. I might have said Eliminator or uh, <laughs> I don't remember but why am I blanking on the band name uh, from Germany I think kind of like a throwback oh Vulture Vulture I mean that's kind of I mean depending on what style what what aspect of their sound he wants to go for fucking it's kind of a little bit there yeah that's a really good point doesn't really have that like punk it doesn't really have the punk side of that but has no no like, no the fucking no. thrashy metal side Vulture of is definitely a fucking metal band uh for sure like like leather a fucking threat like a metal band dude Indian Nightmare has a little bit of a punk uh flavoring to it yeah so. 
It's, Which it, is weird too because like I, I didn't even think about that. Like, what what do you like about the band? Because for me, it's the thrash. But there's also like a little bit of a fucking like I guess a punk or a crust or something like mixed in there and like total fucking like metal punk band. Yeah. But the, when they when they when they fucking when they thrash, dude, it gets pretty fucking thrashed out there for like they had some killer guitar playing on that record. I jam it from time to time. I really like it a lot. Any nightmare is fucking great. Yeah, they're they're fucking awesome. Oh, Sauron, um, from Detroit. Yeah, they have a few releases out. Yeah, they just released something. <laughs> if you could find, uh, I because I honestly don't know. Yeah, I think it's on YouTube. Reaper from Detroit. Ooh, yeah, that's what's up. Honestly, any everybody Ooh. needs to check out Reaper from Detroit. Years back, we did a we made a post about it. Um, Jack from Reaper, guitar player, had cancer. He ended up passing from it, but we uh, uh, Tim made up some Reaper merch and was selling it to kind of help fund. Uh, but yeah, dude, everybody needs to check out that band. Absolutely, I I, I bought a shirt because I you played it for me a couple times, like the FOAD stuff, and like I think you have a tape burning bones tape and I'm like who the fuck is this because like out of all those bands they stood out a little bit and I Tim's artwork and it was going to a good cause so I I, I actually wore that shirt the other day I regret not buying both versions because they did a long sleeve and a short sleeve long sleeves were sweet yeah. and I only bought the t-shirt and I kind of wish I would have bought both yeah I wore my reaper shirt I try not to wear it like out though because of like, these satanic legions and shit I'm not trying to have I wear that shit to my parents house oh yeah to your parents I'm like <laughs> in public fuck, I'm, I'm not trying to get a fucking bible thumper I wear my I, can't dude I don't see me and you are totally different in that regard I just don't even want the confrontation I've, it's happened before I walk away from this I've had people comment and I just kind of laugh and like okay and I walk away like, I don't give a fuck make all the comments you want to me yeah I'm gonna buy uh, I'm gonna buy my drink and I'm going to kind of laugh as I'm walking away because, really? Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's mind your business, man. Once I, once I walk out that front door and, like, that's those sun rays hit me, it's real fucking people-y out. And just like, <laughs> it's like... I've worn my Cannibal Holocaust shirt to work. The, yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. I actually, yeah, I've, I've gotten some weird looks from the, the Abe Lincoln one. But it's not just a... Uh, a female skewered on a bamboo, sharpened bamboo pole with people taking pictures of her that way. It says weed, beer, and blast beats on the bottom of it. So you're just like, <laughs> that's like, that's one of my favorite shirts ever fucking made, dude. I mean, if that, that's all, that's the tuxedo t-shirt of fucking, <laughs> that's like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for this, but I, I, I like to party. So like, <laughs> I fucking dude, I that shirt fucking always. And the, I just uh, I I've been washing clothes for three days, just trying to get work clothes, fuck clean and shit. And I I came across my load up and party shirt with the with Johnny Bender. Load up, party. I remember one day me and you were out in public, dude, and I was wearing that shirt, and some dude at the fucking store was like, "Wait a minute, that's not Abraham Lincoln. It's fucking Johnny Bender on the front." We're like, that yeah. Well, dude, when we first we we had those made for a tour. And um, after a tour, like months later, somebody said that they were, it was like, I think Chicago or Minneapolis or something. 
they're walking down the street wearing one and he fucking looking at the shirt and was like He's like, you fucking crazy. That ain't Abe Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone said that to me, too. They're like, wait a minute. That's not Abe Lincoln. I'm like, you, sir, are correct. This is Judd Nelson. <laughs> I never did it. I was going to make another one of uh, Brian. The picture of him like with the sunglasses on, like holding a joint. Yeah. I was going to do that image with our logo, and I was going to do like something else. It never happened, obviously. But. The thing is, chicks can't hold in smoke. <laughs> That's what it is. It's what it is. <laughs> Why do you have a fake ID? So I can vote. <laughs> can become one of those shopping bag ladies. Yeah. You know, talking to the walls. <laughs> Are you going to be like shopping bag lady? I'm going to do what I have to to survive. All I found was two bucks in a beaver shot. Perverted. Oh, great. Let's see it. I got to, yeah, I got to pop that in too. I've been wanting to watch that. I almost put it in the other day and I went with uh, the other one. And, uh, what did I tell you? I watched Loverboy. Yeah. Instead of Breakfast Club. But yeah. I saw that movie first time when I was a kid, like a little kid, and I didn't know what a beaver shot was. So that line was one <laughs> I of those didn't lines. When I was just, yeah. It just goes over your head. You don't, you're like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but $2 are in there. Well, I think I, looking back, I think I thought Beaver Shot was a bullet because there's Buckshot. No, oh, okay, I guess I can make So I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so he's got like a, and Uncle Gary. I told you many stories about him making his own bullets and shit. There's Buckshot, Birdshot, Beaver Shot, <laughs> and then I watched it when I was like in my twenties. Like, wait a minute, I see. I pick up what you're laying down. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's the kill shit, man. That would have been sweet, though. A Brian fucking... Dude, you need to make a fucking summer school shirt, dude. Like, with fucking chainsaw and... Yeah, see, that's not a band anymore, so... Well, I... no, I'm just saying just in, just to fuck around, like... Make, make up a... Make a fucking herbivore shirt with, like... <laughs> <laughs> Me and my buddy Jimmy were gonna start a fucking noise project called Herbivore. And we were like literally going to set up a merch booth and, and, and sell lettuce wraps, which were going to be regular lettuce wrapped in romaine lettuce. And then if it was an outdoor gig, we were going to grill it. And our logo was basically a brontosaurus in the prehistoric age. And the he was eating from trees. 70 feet in the air but they were all marijuana plants <laughs> we we had a thing going there for a minute and it just never really came to fruition but uh, I think I remember we were at cinema and Mike's like this isn't a thing yet because like we sold him on it he's like yeah dude then you guys you, you guys gotta hawk the earplugs at the show because it's a noise show but the, you call them cauliflower ears it's a fucking earplug. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, okay, you're hired. You're our merch guy. You're our fucking merchandising guy. He's like, yeah. And then your first album, you call it Collie Power. It's fucking herbivore. I'm like, dude. We were, uh, Collie Power. Dude, we were pumped. We were like in the hotel room fucking just doing it. We were like, let's do this. And he was getting pissed that it wasn't actually like, he's like, is this, are you guys serious or are we, what are we doing? Like, he's like, this isn't a, this isn't a real thing. You guys are just. Like, he was almost pissed we put in that time, much time and effort to fucking 
brainstorm this for it to be a joke. He's like, but he's the type of dude who's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's start. There it is. It's so like when Tim. You turn around, he's tuning his guitar. Well, I told I told Tim about it at a at a fucking show at uh, Kelly's or something. Or I don't remember. And he was like, "Yeah, you know what? I, I did. We, me and my buddy had an idea like that. We called our band AIDS. That existed. That no, actually I know. happened. No, yeah. <laughs> but he gave me the whole story on that. He's like, "Yeah, it was completely off the cuff, and then it actually happened. And we had like at one time like a trombone player, like all this weird <laughs> shit. I'm like, well, there it is <laughs> okay." <laughs> Yeah, he told me about AIDS, and at one point there was like more members than Slipknot. <laughs> he's like, we had like thirteen people at the practice. We we're like, I don't even know what he does, but he's in the band. I'm like, you guys should have had like the fucking um, the uh, mighty mighty boss tones. Just had a guy that danced. That's all he did. Like, <laughs> you know, fucking no uh, herbivore. That's good. But then, but then Jimmy sent me the fucking uh, the artwork he whipped up, and it, I'm like, dude, people are gonna think we're a slam band. Fuck, you know, it was just like this cheap, like fucking Xerox copy thing of like a brontosaurus cut, copied and pasted onto a marijuana jungle. I'm like, people are gonna think we, we we're a slam band, or we're like fucking our demo's gonna be at the gas station with like that masterpiece diamond fucking uh, <laughs> lettering. You know, it's like screwed and chopped fucking albums. It's like one album, but it's like all the of fourth. No Limits catalog. Their yeah. cover had the same. Yeah, dude. Dude, I mean that was a thing for a long time, dude. They'd have a full CD fucking thing, and they all were like, it was the same album, but it was like the masterpiece. And then there was mystical. Yeah. And there was fucking. There's one other dude I'm missing. That was a bigger dude in that scene. Skinnier guy. Fuck was his name? Uh. Yeah, I, I remember mystical. Yeah, there's Mystical, Master P. Uh, there's another dude. But you know he was a madman, dude, Mystical. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think I think this, this, this dude used to have a scratched up, burned CD from, like, the late 90s that just somehow made it into the word van, and he knew every fucking word to it. I liked it. I thought it was fucking awesome. But, uh, yeah, he'd put that on, and he would get a little too rowdy. Like... <laughs> Like a caterpillar on a tarantula, I'm gonna kill you. I'm like, dude, okay, well, hey. Like, <laughs> he like would be all in your face and shit. I'm like, damn. Like, I kind of want to, like, fight somebody or break something. <laughs> it's very aggressive music. <laughs> Mystical yelling at you. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, have you. Have you been watching anything, Jared? By the way, people, we we have no notes for this episode. Ah, yeah. See, I'm trying to think. I have, but I can't remember. Um, fuck, I don't know. I think I've watched Halloween four and five. Excellent. There you go. Uh, that was like September first. I was like, hey, it's not ninety and eighty five percent humidity. Oh, man, I know. We got a breeze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's kick in fall. Uh, what else have watched? Uh, dude, you know, here's a movie. Okay, so I always forget this movie is directed by Cronenberg. And I really like this movie. Eastern Promises. I've never heard of that. You've never heard of it? Eastern Promises? Yeah. It's not ringing any bells. Viggo Mortensen. Okay. And Watts. Really? Uh, came out in 06. 07 uh, 
Oh, past 95. See, I don't... Yeah, see, 07, directed by Cronenberg. Uh, it's about fucking Russian mob. Really? And, yeah. Well, I like every anything Cronenberg. And I told you a while back I wanted to kind of dig into his... Mm-hmm. I've only seen a handful of his movies, and I like all of them. So, I mean, the heavy hitters, obviously, are the ones I've seen, but I know... I just like his style. Yeah. And that sounds like a completely different concept from the stuff that I've seen. Because a lot of his stuff was science fiction. Yeah. This is this is no body horror. This is no science fiction. This is straight up like Russian mob boss impregnates Ukrainian prostitute that they're basically trafficked in and they're holding and it's their prostitute. And then she fucking ends up dies but gives birth. So now it's like tying the, that baby back to him and proving it was rape with Emma Watson who's a fucking midwife and... Viggo Mortensen, who's a fucking like driver for the mob and hmm. not actually part of the mob, and it's, it's it's a fucking thing. Not at all a Cronenberg movie, <laughs> but it's pretty fucking good, man. I actually saw it in theaters on a blind watch. I remember going there with uh, an old girlfriend, and we just like, yeah, let's just what's this movie? Yeah, let's just go see this movie. That sounds fucking cool, man. I'm gonna check that out. Um, I think the only Cronenbergs I've seen is like Shivers, Videodrome, and what what uh, uh the Fly. Okay, yeah. I think those are maybe another Scanners. One. Scanners. Okay, Scanners is probably my favorite. Just but that's just because Michael Ironside. The Brood. Oh, I own The Brood too. Okay. I I, I see like and I like all those movies. I like all of them. All of them. So, so I know seventies Cronenberg is a way different animal than eighties Cronenberg. Like. In, in, in a good way. Like, they're, they're just eons apart. Uh, almost like Night of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead. Like, if you just cut Dawn out, you're, you're planets <laughs> apart. You know what I mean? But, like, there's 60 Romero and 80s Romero. And it's like, they're all, they're all good. It's just in a different way. I think Cronenberg kind of changed it up in the 80s and really was pushing the envelope with, like, fucking um, the psychology of movies instead of just the shock yeah. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Halloween 4 and 5 and a Cronenberg movie I need to check out. Where did you watch that on? I have the DVD. Oh, well. I own it. I will try to find a streaming where I'm intrigued. That sounds cool. Is that, that it? Is cool. I like it. You? Anything else? I know oh. I've watched more, but I can't remember. Okay. I'm trying to think. I was looking. Uh, I've been doing this VHS September thing, so... Yeah, I failed at that. I've, you know, every year I say I'm going to do it, and I don't. And this year I'm actually making it a point to do it, just because. Yeah, I'm already three days behind, so uh, no point in starting now. A lot of. Uh, or four days. What day is it? Yeah, this would be the fourth. Yeah. Most of my homies know that I watched Short Circuit Two the other day, yesterday. Uh, Gleaming the Cube. Definitely threw that in. Movie's great. Uh, the other night I did Demented and Hide and Go Shriek. Nice. All three sleepaway camps in one fucking sitting. Never done that before. No? Nope. Um, trying to think. Oh, and I wanted to say rest in peace to Marilyn Eastman who starred in the original Night of the Living Dead. She passed away on the 23rd of August, over a week ago. 
Yeah. I watched uh, Night of the Demons in Slime City. I think that might be. Oh, and then I just put a stack of tapes up, and it's like somebody choose a choose a movie for me to watch because I can't pick. And literally everyone gave me a different fucking movie. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are killing me. And then uh, someone, I got two for summer school. Jay and Tony were like, dude, summer school. I'm like, you're the tiebreaker, dude. <laughs> Literally, like, okay, it's, uh, Media Crypt, oh, dude, Drop Dead Fred, this other chick, Garbage Pail Kids, Tony, Summer School, fucking, someone else, The Witches, <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. It's a dead No lock. one said, yeah, yeah, no one said Howard the Duck, though, which... And or little it. monsters. I had little monsters in there too. I mean, those are all really good fucking movies. But it's amazing that everybody <laughs> replied with a different movie. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, help me pick one because I can't. Everyone named off every fucking movie individually until like five minutes went by and someone, a second person, said summer school. I'm like, that's what I'm watching. Oh, I had never any story in there too. And then I uh, had a little chat with someone. I can't remember who it was. Forgive me. Uh, they were like, dude, yeah, that's a killer stack, but uh, minus the never-ending story, I would rather watch Grass Grow or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a fan of the second one. And they were like, no, that's what I... Then they wrote... They are like, yeah, I love the second one. I can't do the first one. I'm like, the first one's okay, but I, I, the second one's way better, dude, I think. I don't know why. I just dig it. I haven't watched either of those movies enough, and it's been... I haven't watched them since I was a kid, where I couldn't even separate the first or the second they blend into a fucking one movie to me the second one literally gave me night terrors yeah. from the statues with the lasers oh the fucking chicks the, the yeah wing just that whole things. fucking yeah. thing it was like same aesthetic keep, that keep seeing the fucking meme going around like oh we're at the end of 2021 and they're like oh. the end of 2021 <laughs> it's that fucking scene and it was a straight up armored knight on a horseback with like a chainmail over the horse. Nothing's fucking this thing up. It's fucking. <laughs> that gave me the same kind of panicky thing that like the end of Crusade, Last Crusade gave me when he had to oh, go yeah. through all the weird thing. And he's like, wait a minute, it yeah. starts with a J or an I, and like he almost falls through. And then the Goonies when they hit the wrong note on the. Not only is that the worst sound you've ever, I'd rather hear Cats in Heat. Than that fucking off tritone chord, <laughs> <laughs> but then like kids are dying at the same. You're like, fuck me, man. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, but yeah, Never Any Story Two is definitely better than the first. I would say, even though I'm not gonna hate on the first because it's it's not a bad movie. It's just the second one was way cooler. And those weird monster robot things, fucking in the fucking castle, were fucking weird, man. The big chopper guys but uh yeah that's about it and uh i've been jamming uh hong kong fuck you i'm glad you checked those guys out man yeah man i, I found them on accident actually i think i brought them up before but yeah yeah i thought because they sounded familiar i was like 
Hong Kong fuck you. But the but the the IG name is Hong Kong fucked you. <laughs> and they're and they are some trolling motherfuckers. They're funny as hell, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, so I, I just started get I like was like, man, these guys are fucking awesome. They got a ton of releases and shit too. But like, they're pissed. They're like fucking pissed. But it like they don't take themselves too seriously. So it's kind of cool, man. It's almost like you, know, you show up in a Cosby sweater or something, fit right in. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, uh, just jamming them, and I think I threw on some like old Sepultura the other day, and I'm trying to think, man, I've really been getting into Autopsy, like early, the first two Autopsy records are fucking great, and the first Absolutely. two Morbid Angel mm-hmm. uh, records, uh, Alters Madness, and Blessed Are the Sick, Blessed Are the Sick, yeah, uh, and the, uh, the, Dave brought over a Scream Bloody Gore. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I jammed that in Leprosy, which was the second death record. And uh, so I've kind of been in that little bit of a late 80s, early 90s kind of weird hybrid of death metal where Thrash was leaving into that. You know what I mean? Like, it's a cool... Yeah. Like, eating back to life's like that. What the fuck is that record? It's like, death metal wasn't really a thing yet. Thrash was still kind of big, but it didn't sound like either one of those. It was like a hybrid of weird fucking punk thrash whatever the fucking like that that was a cool time man until like like 91 92 where people were like this is death metal cut and dry you weren't blurring any lines i like blurring lines and shit yeah so uh, oh and dave brought over fucking dri too some of that fucking uh thrash dri stuff that i really like too which was fucking awesome yeah it was cool seeing our homie too dave the other uh, last week mm mm-hmm. Dave and Mary stopped by. Yeah, our homie Dave moved to Michigan from St. Louis. And uh, he always brings uh, records, killer records and tapes. Good dude. Good dude. Had a little pizza party. A little uh, record spinning. So you guys might see him in some posts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you might hear him on an episode. Probably. So... More than likely, it'll happen. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's all I've been up to, man. Um, I can't remember if the last episode was before or after the singer Trouble died, but that's that's that sucks. Yeah, but that happened. It did, and he was an anti-vaxer. Wah And refused to wear a mask. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's that's what happens. It's sad that he's gone. I mean, he's a fucking legend, but that <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> I mean, that is what that is at that point, man. Like, I, I, I don't even know, man. I've seen a lot of people saying stuff about Wino, too, from St. Vitus. Jesus Christ, dude. Fucking Wino is... What the fuck, dude? Hit that meth pipe a little more. Yeah, and that's the like thing. fucking hell, man. Yeah, like, you know what? I, I would never poke fun at anyone's uh, bad habits or ch- drug of choice or whatever it is, because we all battle demons and whatever, but... I, I take everything Wino says with a grain of salt. I've literally stood closer than we are sitting right now and had a 
full on conversation with this man and yeah. his, he's cooked. I mean fucking cooked. Now he can function, but he's still actively using methamphetamines and his fucking <laughs> brain is cooked. So I take everything he says with a grain of salt. He can go full on right wing, he can but it's all like psychotic banter to me. I don't take any of it seriously. Now if someone of more um, sound mind would say something like that. I'd be like, "Whoa, dude!" But uh, it's fucking Wino. He's old. He's been doing drugs for forty fucking years. I mean, <laughs> nothing he says is going to hold water for me. I mean, you know what I mean? Seriously, sounds like the, the shit he posted sounds like anybody from like downriver that you'd stumble on. Yeah, I haven't seen you in years, and all of a sudden you go to their page, and it's like. Bald wow. eagles and fucking yeah. Wow. Fuck, one like, picture. Holy shit. Yeah. Like that's that's that opinion is based on just the ramblings yeah. of an unhinged mind. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, <laughs> he's just a crazy old codger. Oh, fuck. But you know what the cool thing is there's always Scott Rieger's era, St. Vitus. It's just as good. And he's currently singing for the band as well. Anyway. Because we like, lest we forget, Wino was kicked out of Vitus for being caught with meth on tour with them. So they had to cancel the tour. That was after we seen him with. Uh, <laughs> Didn't he get Paul Bear? It was like almost a year after that. Like, oh yeah, he got busted on that tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, you know what? We've had about like, you know. And then he got. I think he's back in the possessed or the, the, the obsessed and the skull. Well, no, the skull was trouble. Oh, no, that was trouble, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was basically... Uh, a little too many of these to know. No, yeah. Uh, the Skull was basically... They played trouble songs, but it was it was, it was, was just him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one other guy, but... But, yeah, he was in The Obsessed. Yeah, and he's in, like, Shrine Builder and shit, which is an incredible band, too. But, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> I'm just getting to the point to where, like, if someone comes out and says... Like, I... There's uh, nothing shocking to me anymore. It doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean it's wrong. But, man, I've heard it all. The views that I'm hearing, the, the shit I'm hearing isn't shocking. In some accounts, the people I'm hearing it from is shocking. Yeah. That's where it's, that's the the gotcha moment. It's like, holy fuck, this person's saying that? Yeah, waiting for fucking Ashton Kutcher to jump out from the hedges and That's <laughs> like, I've known you for how long, and now this is the shit you're saying? Yeah, what I basically, uh, our friends Dave and Mary that came over last, last week and shit, I told them... Last summer, when all that shit was going down, I was like, man, I had to literally deactivate my Facebook. Because after 10 years of accumulating friends and people I knew from meeting at shows, family, everything, it felt like over a hundred of them was the end of a Scooby-Doo episode when they pull the mask off. I'm like, oh, Mr. Withers, it was you the whole time. Like, I've known this person 15 years and you've never... Gave me any indication that you suck internally with your fucking views and how you fucking value people and just yeah. So fuck that. <laughs> I don't. I mean, fuck that, man. So a lot has changed in the past year for a lot of us and shit. But for me, it was just cutting out all that shit because man, life's too short, dude. I'm not gonna sit. I, I think we're gonna wrap this up here soon. But like the reason, honestly, honestly, I I did get vaccinated because I want to see live music. I want to go to Cinema Wasteland. I want to go do shit. 
this fucking year killed me. I miss my friends. I miss going to shows. That first show we went to fucking was like, oh my god, it was like seeing the Lost Ark. Like a bright light fucking cracked through. It's like, dude, almost like you've been fucking in a coffin for a year and just someone opens the lid and it's a whole new world. I'm like, fuck, dude, I've seen a bunch of familiar faces. I need that. Some people don't. I got friends that are 100% introverted and don't, they're not interested in that and they could go without that. I can't. I'm a fucking peacock. I need to fly. Don't hold an M80 in your hand. You'll lose your fingers. Every year, there's five fucking people. I drunkenly burnt the fuck out of my hand because I was launching a mortar while holding it. That's insanity. You're crazy. I was like... Uh, holding was the I? tube? Yeah, like the base that was supposed to sit on the ground, I held the base in my hand. You're fucking... I was shooting it out this way. You're out of hand. And those, I, got some bur- I had some burns around my palm. Oh, man. I was drunk when I did that, and I was like early 20s. Yeah. You learn from that, but you won't do it again. I haven't done it since, man. Okay, well, hey, see? That's the letter of the day, folks. But I remember fucking boom! Boom! <laughs> People are saying, yeah, dude. Fucking, uh, everybody was drunk. Your fucking hand looks like Pesci's in Home Alone when he grabs the door handle. I just remember, like, because I was holding it in my palm like this, and, like, right around, like, that fat of your thumb, where it comes down. Yeah. I had this fucking... Like half moon, like crescent moon, fucking burn the next day. That sucked. That sucked for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't. It's like, uh, yeah, like my brother when we were camping, he put the fucking uh, the uh, the metal rack over the open fire fucking with the hot dogs that. and burgers on it, yeah. and then put two oven mitts on, hammered. And I would honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I probably would have did the same thing. I mean, how the fuck are you gonna get the rack off the fire? Oven mitts. He grabbed the fucking metal rack with the oven mitts, and the metal rack melted through the oven mitts to his hands. He threw all of our food, he threw the metal rack and the mittens off, and he had these griddle marks on his fucking hands. Like, holy shit! And uh, he, it didn't look good, but the next day it looked pretty bad. He wrapped him up, and I thought for sure he was just hammered that night. And the next day he's gonna be like, yeah. It's worse than I thought. We, I was ready to take him to the hospital. You know, that whole night I felt uneasy. He was here. He didn't give a fuck. He's Jack, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm fucking starving, right? I'm I'm just famished because my hot dogs are all in the dirt now. Like, but yeah, no, he fucked himself up, man. Picking him up, fucking cracking a bottle of water over it, like trying to wash off all the dirt. God, I just I think I, think I ate the last of the Doritos or something. But rinsing yeah. them off in the river. <laughs> yeah. We were at a campsite in the middle of a campground. There was no water, no body of water anywhere. I'm like, fuck. I wouldn't even. Yeah, honestly, that water, I wouldn't even trust if there was water. No. In the middle of a campground. No, I've seen Creep Show too. I know what happens. I've seen campgrounds. I know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, dude. Uh, it's just yeah, it's just craziness, man. Uh, fucking Drano bombs. Fuck, I forgot about Drano bombs. I had a buddy named Joel that decided to make a Drano bomb in the on the basketball court in my mom's neighborhood where the pool was, and he fucking like put the Drano crystals in the thing, and then like I think he did not get the lid of the twenty ounce all the way on and the lid shot off and all that smoke it was like white smoke went into his face it was straight Drano fucking smoke like they tell you to open the windows when you pour it down the drain because it like releases that white smoke 
It was like that, but times ten. It singed off his eyebrows, all of his hair, like, <laughs> like in the front and shit. And uh, I'm pretty sure he had slight chemical burns on his face. It wasn't. It didn't cause him any pain, but it like fucking killed that first layer of skin. So we're gonna find out he has cancer in ten years. Yeah, I mean, this happened back in fucking God. This was a long time ago, but I remember he. It literally was like Joker when when. Vicky Vale throws water in his face. I'm melting right, and then he's like, makeup's all fucked. And we're like, Joel, you have no, idea. you look fucking weird. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, you're fucking. You better go somewhere and get checked out because you don't look good. Okay, I think, I think since it seems like the, the 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 topic that we're doing now is the dumbest shit we've done when we were young. Yeah, yeah. The dumbest thing I've done when I was young. Had a fucking bullet to a twenty-two pistol. Okay, so like a, a little tiny fucking bullet. It's like a small bullet. Yeah, and we were like ten, and we were trying to get it to go off by throwing it at the ground. That's why we had those. Uh... Well, here's the thing. So it never went off. Me and me and my friend, the neighbor kid, when we were throwing it at our feet. But when we got sick of it, I chucked it down the street. And when it landed, it went off. Whose gun was it? Uh, well, my dad owns guns. I was around guns my you entire life. You threw your dad's gun down the street? Bullet. Oh, the bullet. Twenty-two bullet. Oh. That fit gone. in a twenty-two pistol. Gotcha. Yeah, those were really... My, my uh, stepdad had a twenty-two. Yeah, it was like ti- they were like tiny yeah, fucking bullets. Yeah, very small. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were fucking... Just throwing it in a fr- You think I was throwing a fucking gun at the ground? I'm thinking like you're throwing I'm just a ch- twenty-two sp- rifle. I'm spiking a twenty-two pistol at my feet. <laughs> no, I'm thinking rifle. <laughs> you think rifle. I'm just throwing a fucking like rifle. The John Wayne flying CBs boy with the fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, the fucking yeah, the fucking Winchester fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do, lasso a pony? Like fucking. Oh, actually, now trying to get the gun to go off. Okay, like, well, like in like uh, what was it? Fucking semi pro when he throws the gun on the <laughs> table and it's fucking everybody okay? Okay, now that just made me think of another moment. So there was that, and I think this happened the same summer. Um. My brother is like four years older than me. It was summer. I wake up. My brother's already awake, but I'm hearing like shit in my parents' room. Like guns being cocked and whatever. And I just wake up. So I'm freshly awake. So not awake, really. Summer. (laughs) Walk into my parents' room. My dad's, my brother's there. And he has like a couple of my dad's guns out that he was able to find. Because my dad did have a fucking locked gun cabinet, but he had a few pistols that he kept. In his room. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, whatever. Pick one up. I will say at this, I at this point in my life, I should have. I, I I was around guns my entire life. But I've also like was at that age still, which that believe me, that changed very quick within at least a year of this, where I believed my older brother. So when I held the gun, and asked him. Is this loaded? And he tells me, no, I believed him. (laughs) (laughs) So he's fucking with one gun. I pick up the other gun and I'm kind of like looking at it and da 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 da. And I just kind of like hold it out and like set aim. At this point, he's standing up. I'm setting aim 
forward. But as I squeeze the trigger, he's leaning down. And once I squeeze the trigger, yeah, the fucking gun wasn't empty. It was loaded. One in the chamber. Well, it was a revolver. Good God. You were fucking playing with a revolver, dude. <laughs> the fucking We're not talking about the Beatles record here, folks. We're talking about an <laughs> instrument of death and destruction. <laughs> I don't, it, it, it had to have barely missed my brother's head. And it went under the fucking window, out my parents' window, or out my parents' wall, out the wall of the house, like beneath the window of their bedroom. Yeah, yeah. And like seriously, that was a jarring moment. Yeah. And we're like, fuck, fuck. And my brother like put everything away. I think he even replaced the fucking round in the revolver. And we we got spackle and covered the hole. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't we didn't have fucking luckily luckily my parents' walls were white. We couldn't find paint, but we had spray paint. So after we got the spackle, we just hit it with some spray paint. God, and they had curtains. But there was still the exit hole at the outside that blew out the fucking siding. Here's where, okay, so here's where it gets fucking. My dad at the time, he was a, uh, a manager of a chemical warehouse. At that time, um, they had to let somebody go. And this person was not fucking happy. And he already tried to confront my dad, like, outside of work at, like, a gas station, like, tried to physically assault my dad. My dad, yeah. like, threw gasoline on him and lipped up his fucking Zippo, like, fucking come near me, I'm just going to let you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he saw that hole on the outside, and he, I guess he had conversations with my mom, thinking that it was that dude, like, came by and took a shot at the fucking house. <laughs> so luckily that lined up, so there was no questions asked. It wasn't until, like, uh, I'm going to say 12 years later, when I was in my 20s, we were at, like, Christmas dinner at my grandma's house. <laughs> my brother's, like, in his late 20s. I'm, like, early 20s, and we're fucking bullshitting and with my dad. And I'm, like, and it was actually just me and my dad. And I was, like, okay, well, I got something that you didn't know about. Before I tell you this. This happened so long ago, you can't even get fucking mad now. You can't get mad at Eric. You can't get mad at me. Like, nothing. This is just just a nothing. Hands on the table, too. And he was like, <laughs> okay. And I told him the story, and he just fucking laughed. He's like, that's how I found out about why he thought that hole was there to begin with. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, he looked at me. He's like, at that point, you would have run, you, you've shot guns. How did you not? I'm like... At that point, I still believe my older brother when he told me the fucking gun wasn't loaded. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, two stupid moments when I was a kid. Both with bullets, oddly, oddly enough. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I can't... Uh, I can't say I had any weird run-ins with, with guns. Uh, the only one I could think of is my Uncle Gary, who was a fucking gun nut. You told me about that dude. Yeah. Oh, he was cool, man. Always make his own rounds and shit. Yeah, he made his own bullets. I helped him and shit. He was cool. But he was like the weird kind of like lots of dried foods and canned goods in the basement just in case. Ready for crazy shit that maybe might never happen. happen. Yeah, and my Aunt Barbie was completely polar opposite of him. <laughs> but they were fun. Uh, but he took me and my cousin to a shooting range. 
and I wasn't holding the fucking pistol the right way. I think it was a 357. And the hammer came back, and it fucking the skin between your uh, thumb mm-hmm. and index finger, that loose skin, clapped it. It just fucking yanked it and ripped it out. I was bleeding everywhere. So when I held it, my hand slipped above the fucking where your hand's supposed yeah. to stop, and the hammer came back and just clipped me. And I acted like nothing was wrong. I was in so much fucking pain, though. And uh, he's seen it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm bleeding, dude. That I was in fucking pain for, like, it sucked, man. I, I like, couldn't go to the pool, couldn't go to the fucking, like... I had to keep it... It was like a deep fucking wound, man. You know what I mean? But, yeah, dude, it fucking sucked. So... I learned how to properly uh, fire a fire a weapon after that because I didn't want that to happen again. <laughs> I did get to lay down on my stomach and, and fire an AK-47 though, which was really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. That I felt like a badass. You know what I mean? No tripod. Fucking AK-47. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I felt like fucking uh, Schwarzenegger and Predator and shit. But Alright man Yeah I think that about wraps it up uh, We will see you guys next time Thanks for listening to our rambling and rambling. Yeah we did a lot of rambling On this one Yeah we did but good times had by most We'll see you guys next time Alright see you guys Thank you.